Welcome back to Trauma and Finances. I'm your host, Everyday Empath, and this is where we hope to turn survivors into financial thrivers. Today, we're going to be talking about savings and survival 101. Now, what is their relationship? Is there a relationship between being in survival mode and the ability to save or how that impacts your savings account and the behaviors around money management? So in short, the answer is absolutely yes, it does affect it. Now, what is survival mode? How are we defining that? So the brain is responsible for different things, right? And it works in different ways depending on what part of the brain you're sitting in at that moment. But that frontal cortex, that front part of your brain right behind your eyes is responsible for all of those executive functionings, meaning the higher level thinking, the complex tasks, organizing, all, all of the things that um, allow you to like sit down and make an Excel sheet and create a budget and do all of these you know, anticipatory items, um, the, the things that really, that get you through grad school or um, harder projects at work, et cetera, right? How does survival mode affect that? Well, survival mode is when the brain is, is stuck in a certain place, um, causing those memory and thinking centers to almost crash like a computer hard drive. Um, you know, when your laptop's just had too much and it starts shutting down, right? So it results in, in these feelings of, of stress that seem um, persistent and kind of unstoppable and then create other effects. So survival mode can come up in one of two ways for survivors. Now, this isn't definitive. I'm just using these two ways to talk about what we need to today in our, in our episode. But for a survivor, um, sur being in survival mode is sort of this, like, cousin of PTSD, right? So we all know and are familiar with what PTSD is and the effects of, right? So nightmares and restlessness and flashbacks, all of these miserable things that, that haunt survivors. Um, but being in survival mode means usually that um, we've been triggered in some way, either triggered a memory or a sensation or whatever it is, been triggered in some way and your brain goes back to the very basics of, I need to get somewhere safe. I need to protect myself. And that is all you're thinking about. Now that can, as simple as that is, it can manifest itself in different ways, right? So for instance, um, I don't know if I'm gonna make a big enough paycheck um, next week to feed myself and my dog, or I don't know how I'm gonna put gas in my car to even get to work, right? Survival mode can look like that, right? You're just thinking about the very basics of survival, your very basic needs, um, and you can't do the complex uh, thinking about your 401k and what it's projected to look like and all of the compound interest that comes with it, right? You're not thinking in that way. So as you can imagine, that type of thinking, being in that mode, is going to impact how you start saving, what you're saving for. Uh, it's going to interfere with your goals and that kind of thing. So that is something to plan for. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, the way we're looking at money management on this blog um, and, and in these episodes, audio episodes, is to look at it as a way of self-care right? And so it's a different approach to money management. So it's a way of having a healthier relationship with yourself and doing that through money, right? And one of the ways that you might be doing it initially, maybe the, the way you're entering this journey is through just trying to survive, right? Maybe you're really tired of being in survival mode and making it check to check, right? Um, 
And so that's the second type of being in survival mode is, you know, figuring out how you're going to fix your car to even get to your job, right? So many points of crises are happening at one time that you're just in survival mode trying to figure out how to fix all of the mess around you um, that you can't get to the next step. So you're either triggered and it's a trauma response or you're just trying to deal with everything that life is currently throwing at you. A lot of people went through a survival mode during quarantine um, and are still currently in it, right? Trauma, I mean, survivorship or not, um, through past trauma, it, it was it was highly influential to a lot of people in the way that, you know, we're not used to being isolated and cut off from resources. Um, and it was very scary for everybody. We didn't know who was going to survive or when we could come outside. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, maybe we felt safe around people and no longer felt safe around them because they're a threat to our health um, and even our mortality. Right. So survival mode can show up in different ways. Um, it can also affect our behavior in different ways. So, it can mess with our lack of focus, right? Things might get um, foggy or you might start feeling disassociative, right? You might start floating when you should be paying attention. You lose that uh, sharp edge of your focus. Um, changes in memory. Maybe you have a harder time remembering where you put your keys or your wallet or did I have a meeting today? Or maybe you start missing things because you can't keep it organized. Um, maybe you're feeling tired mind, body, soul kind of tired, right? Like you, you just can't quite get there. It's a little different than motivation and maybe it's bordering um, burnout, which we talk about in a different episode, but as a whole, right? It, that's being affected. Um, neglecting your needs, right? It might come out in now your externalizing behavior. So maybe you're having a hard time brushing your teeth because you're so stressed out about this other thing um, or being impulsive, right? So now maybe you're spending the money that you've saved just to make yourself feel better, even for two seconds, because that's what you need. You need some kind of fix um, to figure it out, right? Or you're eating more. So now you're spending more money on food that you don't normally do. So there are different ways of combating this. First and foremost, it's important to acknowledge and accept that this is going to happen sometimes for survivors. This is a part of the healing process. Again, this is not an experience that we ever wanted. This is not a condition that we ever wished upon ourselves, but it was something bestowed to us upon somebody else, an abuser or traumatic event or whatever that it was. That, that is not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is resiliency and how to move beyond that, right? So the first step is just acknowledging that it's there and that it's going to happen and it's part of the process and that it's okay, okay? If you are in survival mode, it's okay and you will be safe again and you are capable of getting out of this because you've done it before, okay? And so realizing and planning for that. So when you're not in survival mode and things have calmed down, realize that that might be part of the process that might poke its head into the game and plan for that, right? So that's why I say if you're going to have a savings account, for instance, um, I would choose a savings account not attached to your checking account in the way that it's so for instance, if you have Wells Fargo or Bank of America, and you have your checking account through there, and that's, you know, where your d direct deposit happens, I would not have a savings account linked to that in such a way that you just, you know, you have another Bank of America savings account uh, and you just move money to and thro through to and fro, excuse me. See, not everything's perfect and that's okay. Um, or, you know, when overdraft, and then you start spending money and your overdraft um, services kick in 
and it's pulling from your savings account just to cover it. And now you've got charges and all this stuff. Okay. It, it just creates a mess. When we're saving and learning how to save, I'm recommending that you put your money in an account where it takes two or three days to access your money. So you can still do it, but it's going to take a little bit longer, right? For instance, like an ally uh, savings account, a high interest. Now it's not high interest, right? The second it's about a 0.5%. Um, it's still useful. It still gives you money. But I recommend having an account that is separate of the bank that you're using currently, um, whether it's online or in person or whatever it is. Look for something with a great APR, okay? Some kind of interest rate that's higher than what your current bank has, either through a credit union or whatever. Um, it's also a great way of establishing, you know, a relationship with that other place, with Ally or credit union or, you know, Chase Bank or whatever it is. Um, for down the road when you want to buy a home or something, you know, and they look and you've got history with them. So it's a great way to have relationships with multiple establishments um, when you do want a loan for something important. Now, the way it works is when you're in this right state of mind and you're feeling calm and you can make these complex decisions, take the money right away <clears throat> out of your check, right? Whether it's $2, $50, or you know, $300, whatever it is, whatever's gonna work for you without putting you in crisis, um, that's gonna create a survival mode, right? Don't set yourself up for that, but do it, you know, budget and set it aside and put it in a savings account that again, you can't access freely. So it's easy to put money in, but it's gonna take two or three days to come out because what's gonna happen is when you're in survival mode, you wanna do things impulsively. You wanna go, 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 you start acting, without thinking sometimes and things go very fast, but that savings account stays very slow. It's very predictable. You can only do this one thing with it. It, it moves in a sluggish pace in one direction, right? That is what you need during moments like that to slow you down. Now, if it's a genuine crisis, you know, in which like you got to put gas in your car and you can't wait two or three days to get that money, then I would recommend having a smaller bank account or a smaller savings account so again, like if you have the Bank of America checking account, then that's okay to have a small savings account, but you want to make sure that you're not overdrawing and setting yourself up for fees. Okay. If you know that that's going to happen, then I would recommend putting cash aside in an envelope, keeping it in a closet somewhere where it's out of sight, out of mind. And then if you need that gas money, because you know, you don't get paid for four more days, then you go into that envelope. So, you know, go to your store, go to, you got to go grocery shopping, right? You got to eat. You do have to eat. I'm telling you. Okay. So go to the grocery store and then just take out $5, you know, get cash back. And then when you go home, put away your groceries and then put that $5 in that envelope and then you have it. So again, that could be your immediate survival mode envelope, right? But for your longer term savings, you want to put it somewhere where it's not as easy to access. Now, Again, the, you know, there's different ways of doing this um, and, and to understand what savings is. First of all, I, I think it's important to figure out what you're saving for. So again, so maybe there's a, a survival mode envelope that you're going to have, and then you're going to have an emergency savings for those larger arching items, right? So um, for instance, if your car breaks down, right, that's going to be a bigger expense than a $20 trip to the gas station, right? Maybe it's a $1,000 radiator hose or something that you have to replace that's when you want that ally account or whatever it is 
And then say, for instance, you know, now you're, you've got those two items set up and now you want to save for a home or a, a bigger ticket item. Um, you've already got that established. And so now you just keep growing that. And again, that's why compound interest is so important for this. Um, and then long-term savings, right? Savings for retirement. So whether you set up a, a Roth IRA, and again, we'll go through what all of these are, um, or a 401k, and you want to you want to default your savings more to that or, or, um, ha or match your, what your employer is setting aside, whatever that is, you know, but, but realize there are different ways to save and for different things and circumstances and situations. Um, and that being a survivor is going to call on all of those. Now, um, if, if you find yourself struggling with this, right, kind of take a moment to look at what is actually getting in your way. Um, is it that you're just feeling too stressed out about this idea? Um, is it that, you know, you need help with that? It's okay. It's, so find, I would recommend just exploring to begin with. Okay. Just explore, see how other people do it because anything that I recommend, you know, is not going to, it's not a one size fits all. It's not going to fit everybody, which is more of why, I focus on the mechanisms that are affecting money management rather than, you know, recommending a specific um, strategy itself, right? There are a lot of great podcasts and YouTube channels that talk about, oh, how to add to your Roth IRA and, you know, you can do six grand a year and um, blah, blah, blah. And there's no taxes and all of these things. You can find that information anywhere. A bunch of financial bros have it. I'm talking about what gets in the way of savings and how to combat that. Um, and so again, just explore, see what strategies specifically are going to help you save, but remember that that survival mode for survivors specifically is going to kick into gear. And then remember that you are capable of getting through it, right? So write yourself a note, write yourself a letter for that next survival mode incident in which it comes up and you're feeling that stress and you just, you can't think of anything, open that envelope and read that letter to yourself, you know, from your past calm self, realize that you're going to get through this and then go into your other envelope with your extra 30 bucks lying around, go fill up your gas tank and realize, okay, you got this, right? Make sure your past self takes care of your current self, right? Because now you have that ability to do that. You have ability to make choices and have things go differently than when you were a kid. You have a say now, you have power. So you want to utilize that power and call upon it. So there might be a million different strategies that I'm not even touching upon right this second or thinking of. Um, so go ahead and throw some in the comments on the blog here or shoot me an email. What works for you guys? How has survival mode impacted you? Um, what, what are some ways that you have gone around, you know, impulsive spending? Or if you do, you know, remember that there's a forgiveness piece, okay? As you're learning all of this, it's a brand new skill. And so you're going to mess up. You're going to trip up. There's going to be really hard days. Um, just realize that you can get back on it just the way you started the very first time. You can start again, okay? So take it a little bit at a time and celebrate what you have, okay? And it's maybe this, this next um, survival mode meltdown, um, goes a lot better because you're recognizing it, because you've already planned for it, um, and because you've got a little backup financially and otherwise. So again, lean on each other, support one another, throw those ideas in, and we will cover more strategies and other episodes on how to remain a super capable, super cool person 
um, and turn yourself from a survivor into a financial thriver.